Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535. And Aerosmith with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Well, we did celebrate the National Ranch Dressing Day weeks ago. Today, there's another food we could celebrate. And I think it's one you guys will enjoy. Which one? Want me to give it away now? I don't know. Do I want you to ruin the surprise? It's National Pretzel Day. Oh. Huh. These pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs> no, these pretzels are making me thirsty. I prefer Junior Mints. Well, they're quite refreshing. Oh, you're mixing two episodes now. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. We're <laughs> all on food now. Is that against the rules? <laughs> if you're sticking with one, you got to stick with the pretzel one. <laughs> oh, I didn't know we were doing that. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, it's 536 back, Stephen Dave, and Rock 102. So many rules. Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 549 and Van Halen. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. Going to be uh, mostly cloudy today with a high of 57. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 57 as well. It's 50 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Uh, Elon Musk is officially buying Twitter for $44 billion. That's just uh, right in his back pocket. Right here. I got it right here. Here you go. You know, inspired by that purchase, I uh, thought I'd make it official here this morning. I've just bought MySpace for 36 bucks. Really? Yes. What are you going to do with it? About as much as I was doing with it before I bought it for 36 bucks. When did you delete the MySpace? I don't know if I ever did. I did. I think I, I just let it run. As soon as Facebook came along, I deleted MySpace. I was like, nobody's coming to this crap anymore. My son Dash deleted Facebook. He couldn't he stand it. He couldn't stand Facebook. There are people out there like that who uh, whose lives are probably better without it. Yeah. I'm sure Dash we, is one of them. We sort of have to do it as part of our jobs, I think. Well, we don't have to. Plenty of people who don't do it at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, uh, Donald Trump is not coming back to the platform. Even though he thinks Elon is a good man, he claims he's sticking with his own social media network, Truth Social. That's like this new thing he came out with. Yeah. Despite the fact that he still hasn't actually joined it himself. Huh. I was... Th- wouldn't you be the first guy on there? I'm the first user. If it's my product, yeah. You know, Mark Zuckerberg was the first Facebooker, wasn't he? Probably. No, I think it was the, the twins that he stole the idea from. Oh, come. Oh, that's hogwash. He didn't steal anything. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's another independent <laughs> um, thing like that. It's called Getter. G-E-T-T-R. See that, that sounds like an abduction site. Doesn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's another uh, conservative thought Getter. conservative thought type of site there. Getter. G-E-T-T-R. Getter. Mm-hmm. Like get her done? Get her Ooh, done. I, yeah, oh, yeah. maybe that's what it is. Maybe yeah. it is. Or maybe you should do a spinoff, Bex. Uh, Carrie Elwes from the uh, Prince's Bride had to be airlifted to the hospital after getting bitten on the finger by a rattlesnake on Sunday. He's recovering well and expressed his gratitude for the medical staff and law enforcement who helped him. Wow. Called the cops because he had a boo-boo? Yeah. And then the the snake was uh, quoted as saying, uh, I'm Montoyo. What is it? Uh, Indigo Montoyo. Yeah, there you go. Killed my father, and now you must die. Prepare to die. That's what he said. That's what the snake said. Uh, I like how he's only known as from the Princess Bride. He's been in a ton of other stuff. He was in Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yeah, that was a big one. He was... uh, 
What else? Did, oh, he was in that movie with Alicia Silverstone where she was like a sexy babysitter next door. Man, who, you got to uh, go back to remember when that happened. And then she uh, she wanted to like kill him or something. Hmm. Hmm. Did she send snakes over? No, she should have though. I think that would have made it more interesting. Bad Bobby. You know who that is? I don't. I know Bad Baby. Uh, A.K.A. the Cash Me Outside girl from Dr. Phil. Oh, sure. Now you know who she is? Yes. She recently bragged that she made $50 million on OnlyFans. And when people doubted her, she posted her earnings page. And she gets, uh, they get $10 million OnlyFans. You know, I, uh, there's a part of me that says I should be uh, getting my, maybe not go after the MySpace account, but maybe go after an OnlyFans. Can you imagine me in like little peekaboo shots or you know, little underpants and stuff? You did some for our photo shoot, man. I don't see why not. Actually, do you even need to do that? Can't you just have a fans page? And if people want to like, like if people want to uh, buy pictures of me, uh, you know, eating McDonald's or uh, yeah, there are plenty of people stopping at Home Depot for paint. Yeah, there's plenty of people who do that. But if you want to make bank, you got to show a little flesh, which is what I'm thinking. Yeah, but I don't think you need to show flesh in order to make some money. I don't know. I don't know about that, Steve. Mm. Uh, that's it the is, way you make the big the big bucks. It is bad baby, by the way. Here she is. Catch me outside. How about that? There you go. I $50 think million. Dollars. I think it's bad Bobby, like a Barbie doll. Really? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's uh, that's what her uh, her manager, Ken, said. <laughs> okay. Isn't well, it remarkable that we're able to reward total ignorance <laughs> like this young woman? Bad, yeah. bad Bobby. Yeah. Or bad baby. Unbelievable. Catch uh, me outside. How about that? Yeah, there you go. Uh, Leah, Michelle, and Jonathan Groff have uh, remained close since they did a Broadway show together. After all, Leah said back uh, then she let him see her downstairs area. Oh, right. Hmm. That's a quite the finished basement you got there. Uh, it was for educational purposes since Jonathan is gay. She even used a desk lamp so he could see it more clearly. Carpet or no? I don't know. But... Um, I think that's a good ploy by him. Hey, hey, hey! Yeah, I'm gay. Uh, I don't, I don't want to see a. You know, I just want to see a vagina for uh, for educational <laughs> yeah, purposes. I just, <laughs> just want to be able to identify <laughs> one. Hmm, hmm. Well, there you go. From uh, afar. Yeah, that's that's uh, quite the uh, the Arby's party you got going <laughs> on down there. <laughs> you don't want to see the horsey sauce. <laughs> Director James Gunn went to bat for Chris Pratt on Twitter when some people randomly called for uh, Star-Lord to be recast. James said, quote, for what? Because of your made-up, utterly false beliefs about him? For something that someone else told you about him that's not true? And this is where we are in wow. the uh, social media world. Thank God Elon Musk thank is fine. God say, thank God Elon <laughs> Musk going to turn things around. Uh, Sting says a band is like a teenage gang and doesn't allow you to, allow you to evolve. Quote, as much as I love the Rolling Stones and ACDC, it's hard to see growth in their music. Sting left the police when he was 32 years old. Wow. Didn't realize he was that young. Doesn't allow you to evolve. There's plenty of bands that have evolved. Of course. It just didn't allow him to evolve. He's like, these other uh, two guys that I'm with suck. Yeah, they're idiots. Yeah, okay. Okay. sure. Morons. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go write a repetitive song like "Message in a Bottle" somewhere else. <laughs> I'd much rather be in a band where me and the drummer are constantly at odds and fist fighting each other. Uh, a video of Darius Rucker sh shouting "F Tennessee" has gone viral. Mm. It was during a free concert on Sunday that honored the University of South Carolina women's basketball team. Ah, ooh, he had Nelly. 
He and Nelly were part of a free concert for students that honored the, the team and their incredible season. How do we know that the F didn't stand for free? Um, and people were confused by free Tennessee. Oh, yeah, that could be. Maybe it didn't have uh, no. the same meaning as you know the other F word. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was recorded as saying f- uh, free or the fun. Yes. I think it was another F word. Mm-hmm. I'm just abbreviating it. It's sure. Just, just fun. Like it's uh, sports rivalry stuff. You I know? guess. Who cares? Yeah. Because right? instead of singing from the Cumberland Gap to Johnson T- City, Tennessee in the Wagon Wheel song, they all belted out from the Cumberland Gap to F Tennessee. Yeah. Team Pride. That's a good show. And that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. What a special time it is for us at Gary Ramondier. following takes place between 6 a.m. and 7 a.m. It is just about 6 a.m. on Rock 102 for today, mid-50s for the highs, and pretty much for the rest of the week with lots of sunshine. Here's your 102-second sports on Rock 102. Celtics sweeping the Brooklyn Nets on the road last night. A 4-0 win and a 116-112 victory in game number four. Kyrie Irving had just 20 points on just 6-for-13 shooting for the Nets. Celtics will get either Milwaukee or Chicago Sunday in game one in the next round of the playoffs. Also last night in NBA playoff action, Toronto now up 3-2 on Philly and Dallas now up 3-2 on Utah. Baseball. Toronto beat the Red Sox 6-2. Bo Bichette with a game-winning grand slam for the Blue Jays. Sox are at Toronto again tonight. And without some of those unvaccinated players due to the different rules north of the border. Elsewhere in golf, Phil Mickelson has registered to play in next month's PGA Championship and June's U.S. Open at Brookline Country Club outside Boston. And his agents have requested a release from the PGA Tour to allow him to play in the first event of that Saudi Arabia financed golf series in London in June. Could be problematic because PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan has said previously that anyone joining the Saudi Finance League would be suspended and potentially face a lifetime ban from the PGA Tour. We'll be following that. Hockey action, the Thunderbirds. On the road tonight at Lehigh Valley and Friday night at Providence to end their regular season. The Bruins hosting Florida tonight at 7. You can hear that one on our sister station, Laser 98.5. And yesterday, big moment at the White House for one NHL team. Here's Jimmy Fallon. The Tampa Bay Lightning visited President Biden to celebrate their last two Stanley Cup championships. Yeah. Biden said he's not a big Lightning fan, but his childhood friend Ben Franklin is. That's it for your 102-second sports. Coming up next, video. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, call me crazy. But if I'm going to pay top dollar on the secondary market for a pair of bleacher seats at a major league ballpark, you can best believe I'm not going to act up and run the risk of being ejected. I prefer to sit quietly and mind my business. I don't yell at players. I don't cause a ruckus amongst other ticket-paying fans. Nor do I hurl garbage onto the field of play. That's the sort of stuff that I would normally expect from fans of the New York Yankees. I, on the other hand, try to maintain a spirit of sophistication and dignity as I sit in those bleachers. However, I'm sure by now many of you have seen the ruckus from the uh, weekend in which 
Fans of the New York Yankees were taunting Cleveland outfielder Miles Straw from their seats in the bleachers. To the untrained eye, it appears as if Miles Straw, hearing these ruthless barbs from the Yankee faithful, decided to speak to these fans while his teammate uh, Steve uh, Kwan was being checked for a concussion. Straw then confronts the fans in the bleachers, and the fans respond by throwing garbage onto the field. Yesterday, a video was posted on social media explicitly showing what Miles Straw said to these fans to provoke their otherwise classless and unsportsmanlike behavior. According to the footage, Miles confronted at least one of these fans by repeatedly saying, and I quote, Hit me, mother effer. Hit me, mother effer. Now, in fairness, as a ticket-paying fan, if an opposing baseball player were to confront me and my antics in a similar fashion, I might have felt compelled to act in a similar way. One, my mother and I do not have that kind of relationship. Secondly, while I'm not likely to take the first swing, I would be the first person to use that opportunity for public littering. So while my first instinct was to be critical of Yankee fans, I have now chosen to support their tactics. I still don't like any of them, but in light of this new information, I simply cannot be critical of their choices in this particular situation. But hey, and if I'm my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Great grill, great summer. Only, it's only April, but now's the perfect time to go to Rocky's and get yourself a brand new grill. Whether it's a Weber gas grill, the classic charcoal grills like the Weber kettle, or the big green egg of the Traeger wood-fired pellet grills, your grilling destination is at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back, that's my view from the couch. Rock Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 6.09 and the Black Crows on Rock 102. It's going to be mostly cloudy today with a high of 57. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 57. It's uh, 50 right now in downtown Springfield. Life Hacker has come up with a list of the most irrational fears that we have. And they're also presenting an option of what we should fear instead of these most common irrational fears. Kind of interesting. For instance... Don't be afraid of strangers, it says, which is a common fear. Be afraid of your own friends and family, which makes sense. They are some of the most frightening people you can be a part of. Yes. Uh, don't be afraid uh, afraid of spiders, it says. Be afraid of bed bugs instead. What about Spider-Man? Uh, are you afraid of Spider-Man? No. Okay. Doesn't say anything on that list about that. Well, because you know he can do whatever a spider can. What is, and isn't that... What was, who is the one in uh, The Simpsons? Was that uh, Spider that Pig? That was Spider Pig. Spider Pig. Right. Yeah, that's right. But well, Spider-Man does whatever Spider can. Mm-hmm. Is he tough? Listen, bud. He's got radioactive blood. Look out. Look out for the Spider-Man. All right. Look well, at you. Oh, yeah. With the pros this morning. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, don't be afraid of ghosts. Be afraid of eternal oblivion. <laughs> well, that's a happy thought for... Six ten in the morning. Well, I think they're both scary yeah. in their own way. I don't think ghosts are scary. I don't like the word oblivion anyway. Oblivion yeah. always sounds so bad. It yeah, is. it sounds like the end of days kind of talk. Yeah. yeah, you never hear anyone say that was a joyful amount of oblivion today. Mm-hmm. No. Don't be afraid of flying. Be afraid of driving. Far more dangerous. Driving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's a lot more accidents on the well, roads than there are... Up I, in the air. I've always said that. I've always said you, you're more likely to die on the car ride to the airport than you ever are ever going to die in a, a plane accident. Well, you saw yeah. a bad accident on your trip to South Carolina, you were telling Coming us about. Coming back, yeah. yeah, the other night. That uh, that was pretty nasty. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'd also like to know what the, uh, the comparison would be between road and air rage. Because it seems like now almost every other flight's got some guy mouthing off into a... 
in the uh, yeah. in the in the passenger seats. But you know what? I kind of you have to kind of step back and take a big look at that. You, you think about all the flights that are going on mm-hmm. every single day in this country. And this stuff might have been happening a lot more before the use of video recording. Sure. You know what I mean? But now that everybody's got a, a, a movie camera in their hand, they can record this stuff. So it makes it seem like, oh, this happens all the time on an airplane. I, I've been on an airplane in the last five years mm-hmm. uh, probably ten times. None of that's ever happened. I've never seen anybody lose their crap over, you know, Whatever I've only it seen it. I've only seen it once. Even with the masks and all that yeah. stuff. I think it's getting worse and worse. My, my folks re- recently had an eleven-hour delay with a plane thing. Yeah, and I think it's getting worse because staff shortages and other problems associated with COVID and supply chain issues and uh, you know cost of airline travel and everything else. I think it's getting worse and worse. I think pretty soon it's going to be volunteer pilots <laughs> running these uh, particular flights. Like for example, some guy who may have flown over Nacho Grande. Did you ever get yeah. over Macho Grande? I've never gotten over Macho Grande. Here's another uh, fear, according to Lifehacker. Uh, don't be afraid of being murdered. Be afraid of heart disease. And I find that to be because, like, we all have these colonoscopies that we have to undergo every 10 years, but we don't have heart checks. We don't have heart checkups all the time. Well, There's far it. more incidents of heart disease than there are of colon cancer. I wonder why that is. I wonder why they don't uh, focus more costs, on Costs costs well now wait a minute yeah. wait a minute if you're if you're uh if, if you have like high blood pressure right. or afib there's right. things that they do yes and there's other there's other procedures they can do to check your heart but you they know? don't as a matter of course whereas they do require you to have a colonoscopy every yeah t- because, that's my point because without checking it's not necessarily apparent that something's growing right. with inside you that's as opposed right. to high blood pressure mm-hmm. which you know anyone can do from home yeah. now could you do a uh, like a home colonoscopy well, I got to tell you, that certainly would uh, cut out the middleman, wouldn't it? Yeah. Maybe be a little foreplay with you and your missus. Perhaps. I don't think so. No. So, what do you I don't know how you introduce that to a relationship. Yeah, it's probably a little bit. Honey, I want to I want to insert a camera inside of myself. Could you uh could you, <laughs> That's Could you knock me out, and make you, me not remember any of yeah. it. Yeah. Could you watch the TV for a little bit? So, what are you guys afraid of? Mice. Really? Yeah. I, if you want to see me scream like a little girl, show me a mouse. Really? I don't like them. Or snakes. I don't like snakes either. And this I, building has both of those things. Yeah. I was in Rhode Island uh, Saturday mm-hmm. at, a, at a friend of mine's house, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, she had a bunch of people over, and we were outside uh, in her garden, because she's, you know, she's very handy outside, and uh, mm-hmm. there's like a little garden snake mm-hmm. just is, roaming around. Is there a name Mary Mary? And she is quite contrary. No, but she did show us how her garden grows. I was going to say. Anyway, she bends over and picks up the snake with her bare hands. Mm-hmm. No, I would never do that in a million years. Even a little tiny mm-hmm. garden snake that, you know, there's no venom, there's no poison, there's, there's, right. there's, there's no real harm. But I would never do it because they freak me out. Yeah. I, I don't like snakes, but the thing that I am most passionately af- afraid of, mm-hmm. dead stuff. I do really? not anything dead. like dead stuff. Huh? You got like a dead animal in the in your backyard, and it's your responsibility to get rid of it. So what? It's, what could it do to you? I mean, it's gone. It it's could dead. come back to life and no. uh, chew me to okay, death. Okay. Well, there's the irrational part, I guess. I saw a dead baby deer along the side of the highway yeah. coming home the other day. Thing was all curled up. It was it was sad. 
You trying to scare me? Well, yeah, uh, pretty much. I used to pick up. Garden- going to put a get well soon balloon on the end of its hoof. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've seen that before. Yeah, I like that. It is pretty funny. <laughs> it is. Uh, I used to pick up garter snakes in the yard when I grew up. Yeah, I was like four, three, four years old. I used to pick them up, put them in a bucket, bring them inside. Now I couldn't even think about doing that. But my two biggest irrational fears both involve driving. One of them is if I'm driving along and I see somebody in a car ahead of me throw their cigarette butt out the window, I'm convinced it's going to bounce up into my exhaust system and blow my car up. That's irrational. I know, right? That's a totally it's irrational. irrational because it doesn't even make any sense. Exactly, yeah. exactly, like right? the pipe is in the back. Right. And the, the- yeah, or, bu- or bounce up into the engine or wherever. I just um, It's yeah. like a t- total irrational fear. And then the other one is while I'm driving along out near the woods, I'm convinced that during hunting season – a hunter's stray bullet is going to hit my car and kill me. There you go. Those well, are my you got d- to wear orange yeah. while you're driving. While you're yes, driving. Yes. Okay. You got to cover yourself in the in that uh, in that deer urine. So oh. yeah, to, to ward off. All right. Yeah. You know, see, uh, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. this, this I think I I think I can trace where this whole dead thing comes from. Uh-huh. Used to mow the lawn, and it was a big lawn, and we only had a push mower, so it took hours to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's in, we live in the woods. You know, we live in a very rural area, so mm-hmm. there's animals all over the place. Well, one day I'm mowing the lawn, see, <laughs> and uh, there's a toad in the in the yard, a big oh. fat one, a big giant sure. one, and I didn't see it. Ah, uh, I didn't see it. Yeah, and uh, doggone it, if that uh, toad didn't get caught up in the blades ding, 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 ding. Mm. now you might say well then it was probably just like a million toad pizza, uh, pieces mm-hmm. no ah. it was it was not your uh, blades weren't sharp enough to cut it all up no it only just removed all of its skin ah. and wow uh, and then it started hopping away yeah. a little bit <laughs> a skinless un- toad until it finally just croaked mm. and that at that point i oh, i see what you did there but uh-huh. it's not meant to be a joke but mm-hmm. it, but i had i I freaked out and could not finish mowing the lawn because I, I kept wanting to throw up. Well, it makes sense that you've held on to that fear your entire yeah, life. So, so yeah. when it comes to like, a, you know, like removing a mouse from a trap mm-hmm. or when we were like, uh, we had, we were had like, a, like, like woodchucks in our backyard many years ago and I was, mm-hmm. you know, trapping them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, once I trapped them, I didn't know what the hell to do with them. Right. So I drove, I you know grabbed the have a heart trap, drove him here to the station, and let him out. But I had live animals in my back in the in the back seat of my car. I don't like live animals any more than I like dead ones, and I really hate the dead ones. The it's good. you touched on the mouse thing, uh, the dead mouse thing. Yeah, I used to have uh, these glue traps. Right? Oh yeah, and the mm-hmm. and this one, like. Partial, his back legs were on the glue trap, right? But his front legs were outside of the glue trap. Running, trying to run away, he did, and he ripped his leg off. Oh my god! He ripped one of his back legs off wow. trying to get out. I don't even know how they do that. They're that strong, upper body strength, yeah. but their know, legs. Man. So there's a pirate, rip- a pirate mouse running around well, somewhere. Yeah, and then the, like the bottom torso got stuck on the glue too, uh-huh. so then he uh. couldn't move. Yeah. You know, he got as far as the as the edge of the trap. Oh man, that was disgusting. Yeah, and then you got to pick up the trap with yeah. the, with a ripped off leg with a bloody mouse hanging oh, off the end. Mm-hmm. Of it. Yeah, yeah, good times. Yeah. I'm glad everybody's enjoying their breakfast at yeah. 6:19 at uh, Back Stephen Dave on Rock 102. How does a crack Stephen Dave? I guess Kurt Cobain didn't like the vocals for that very much until somebody reminded him. You know, John Lennon used to double track his vocals. 
And Cobain, oh, okay, let's do that. And then it came out right, apparently. Yeah. That always helps. Yeah. Uh, listen, if you miss any part of uh, the Back Steve and Dave show, check out the daily podcast available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify, or directly from uh, rock102.com. And back to musical podcast this week, uh, my interview with Dave Gregory from XTC. It's an excellent interview, really interesting guy, and you'll mm-hmm. be able to hear that uh, right now on uh, rock102.com, although I would suggest waiting until after 10 o'clock. Okay. Get through this show first and then <laughs> that yeah. later. Yeah. And now it's time for today's alert. Back to do. Oh, I like that. Yeah, you like that yeah, one? I like yeah, that. Well, I didn't want to yell. Somebody told me to stop yelling into the radio at 6.30 in the morning. It sounded like a little Beetlejuice there, by the way. A little Beetlejuice? I'd almost rather have you yelling. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. I don't, it's too loud. It's too loud, Max. <laughs> Just too loud. Uh, today I learned that Chuck E. Cheese, you know that guy? Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. Uh, was created by the co-founder of Atari Video Games, as a way to open up arcade games to younger children. Hmm. That's uh-huh. actually a great marketing scheme. Yep. You get these kids hooked on the arcades when they're five and six years old. And you serve them terrible pizza while they do it. And have your parents drink cheap beer and get in fist fights while yeah. you're there. <laughs> and, and anxiously anxiously wait for their time to go. You know that the, the Chuck E. Cheese in Springfield closed. Yeah. A lot of them have, I think. The, not, uh, believe it or not, uh, people discovered that they weren't that much fun. Really? Uh, yes. Going through a pit of uh, balls that had other people sweat and spit on them? Yeah, the unsanitized uh, not, pit of balls. That was not, not COVID-friendly, <laughs> I guess, not, huh? Not at all. And that is today, I did. With back, Stephen A. Coming up next in the news, a man making death threats to Merriam-Webster. Stay tuned. Now, here's your Western... It's 631 with Back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Health New England. They are there for you every step of the way. Time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Hey, just when we thought we had to worry just about COVID-19, here comes the influenza. Cases of COVID have continued to increase this spring after hitting a low back in March, but not the only virus out there making a comeback, especially here in the state of Massachusetts. So if you know someone who's sick and testing negative for COVID, You may have the flu as well. Cases of influenza across mass have been on the rise for the past two months, according to the weekly flu report. Who knew there was such a thing? The Massachusetts Department of Public Health saying the estimated weekly severity of the flu across the state is now at, quote, moderate levels. Nothing to be overly concerned about, but Mm. look out. You know, um, the last time I had the flu, it was right before COVID. Mm Mm-hmm. I kept reminding myself of how awful the flu really is, and it is. It's awful. And so uh, this year I got the flu shot. As did I. Along with uh, you know my COVID shots. And you know what? I don't know why I don't normally get the flu shot. Yeah, I mean, right. obviously it doesn't cure every you know variation of the flu. Sure. But the flu sucks. I don't care. I mean, the last time I had it, I was literally... Mm. Shaking and shivering for five straight days. Remember that so time like you, terrible. Remember that time you had two different flus? I did. I had. Well, it was. Uh, I had H one N one. And pneumonia at the yeah. same time. Oh, that was fantastic. It was great. Just before the Mayflower Marathon. And it, I, I, I did the job. I did the job and walked in there like a man. Atta boy. Slept for five straight days afterwards. In Springfield, news about pensions. 
A move by the city to issue up to $755 million in pension obligation bonds to cover its unfunded employee pension plan suffered a delay last night. One counselor invoking a rule to end the debate and send the matter for further study. The process is now, quote, racing against the clock as the Federal Reserve is expected to raise interest rates May and June. One city counselor said the prospect of borrowing that much money, $755 million, kept him up all night. And he said he found the down-the-road impact of cutting city services in order to pay for all of these things mm-hmm. was very worrisome to him. Hmm. So it's going to be studied some more. Yeah, because well, why not waste more money on a study? Right. <laughs> Got traffic studies. Does that keep got, him up at night, yeah, too? Yeah, that doesn't. That, yeah. He, he sleeps like a baby when he thinks about that. Say, oh, gee, well, let's see. Uh, let's spend all my money on a study to tell us what we already knew. Yeah. Well. He sleeps just fine because his brother is running that study. No, I'm kidding. That's not the case. Also in Springfield, MGM will continue to manage the Mass Mutual Center, but without their name on it. Mm. They can't put their name on the arena due to concerns about one company, in this case... Gambling giant MGM having too much influence and branding identity with a state-owned property. Ten-year agreement reached last week with the State Convention Center Authority, which owns the property, calls for MGM to find a third-party naming rights sponsor. So it's going to be called something else. What? That doesn't make any sense. You would, you're, tr- you're trying to prevent what? To... to- well, they, because they, they're a casino company, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, and they have lots of other things that they do also at MGM. Mm-hmm. But because they are a casino operator here in Springfield, mm-hmm. the law prevents them from doing this. So it's it's a it's a legislative uh, restriction against them. So yeah. they would have to find somebody else to buy into the naming rights. I say Rock One Hundred and Two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like we've got the cash for the that. The Rock 102 Center. Somebody get Ed on the line. Let's get Please. this done. That ain't going to happen. <laughs> the Tampax Tampons Arena. There you go. There, yeah. well, that would see, be, there you go. Maybe Tampa Bay would, would that'd be more appropriate. Right. Yeah, it yeah. could be there. But, uh, you know, we could do we could do, put a little string on top of the spire on the yeah. Basketball Hall of Fame. I like that. I mean, I'm a little surprised that Mass Mutual decided not to renew that agreement. But, you know, it's, you know, that's. That's well, really up to them, but you know, yeah. there's other big companies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the area that could, uh, you know, flip the bill. Well, they're saying MGM already has identified some of these potential third parties that they would use for the naming rights. What? What are they? Do you know? They, they uh, didn't say. Doesn't say. Bally's, Win, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Caesar's Palace. Yeah. Well, they don't want to give the the gambling money to somebody else. No, this that would be uh, kind of stupid. Yeah. This is GMG. Yeah, yeah that's there it. You uh, go. We're right. just uh, changing the name around. Mm-hmm. Well, if you have any ideas for new names for the arena, I'd love to hear them. Meantime, officials saying a man has been charged with making death threats to Merriam-Webster, the well-known dictionary company. The threats over the dictionary entries of girl. Female and woman. The man is due in federal court in Springfield as a result. Jeremy Hansen's a 35-year-old guy from California, arrested and charged with making these threats to the dictionary company based in Springfield. You want to have some words. Ha! Uh, Yeah. See what you did there? I have some words for you people. So he made these threats through the website's Contact Us Forum Uh at Merriam-Webster. And his threats were very specific. Quote, it is absolutely sickening that Merriam-Webster tells blatant lies and promotes anti-science propaganda. 
such as there's no such thing as gender identity. The imbecile who wrote this entry should be hunted down and shot. That's a quote. That's not me. Hmm. That's a quote from the guy threatening Merriam-Webster. That's a little harsh, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, it's just a, it's just the dictionary. Right? Dictionary's got all kinds of words in there. Some of them you, don't, you might not even like. Mm-hmm. Merriam-Webster had to close down their Springfield location for five business days over the threats. Investigators. How busy is it there? <laughs> I don't <laughs> They put, they put out a new dictionary once a year, and and most of it's already been pre-written for them. I mean, it's just the office, right? How many people are working in that office? Is there a lot of people working there? It's a, it's a good question. I have no idea. Investigators reveal, revealing that this guy had allegedly made threats to multiple other organizations and individuals as well. Uh, so he's initially appeared in his home state of California in court there, now set to appear in federal court springfield this friday if convicted could face up to five years in prison two thousand employees worldwide so that really yeah i don't know how many are down in springfield well i mean it's 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 their headquarters which i've always been stunned by but yeah it's it's their headquarters in there and i mean you know how do you have a problem with with a dictionary you know it's it's not like they're the New York Times, mm-hmm. or uh, you know, even you know, even the Repu- the Springfield Republican, where mm-hmm. you know they they may have opinion pieces that might incite some sort of uh, feeling one way or another. Sure, this is just a list of words and their definitions. And who reads the dictionary anymore, anyway? Well, I got most of everything I need on, on my uh, my phone. Mm-hmm. Well, people still use Merriam-Webster as far as the online dictionary mm-hmm. goes. Sure, uh, and I'm sure there's people who buy dictionaries. Losers. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, you know, it, it, I don't think this guy's going to get anywhere with complaining in the form of threats to a dictionary. Good luck with that. Well, you got to go with the uh, the dictionary song. We got to pull that one back I, up, I, right, Bax? That's what I'm trying to do, Steve. Oh, did you find it? After the cavemen learned to use their voices. They learned how to talk to each other. They gave names to different things. And those names were the first words ever used. As time went on, words went on. And on, and on, and on. And today, we have so many words to choose from that the only way we can keep track of them is in a dictionary. The dictionary is a big book. And it does a very big job. <laughs> Let's sing a song about it. Oh, the dick, dick, dictionary is very necessary. Oh, With the dick, dick, dictionary, you'll see. Yes, you really see that extraordinary. How the dick, dick, dictionary fills your vocabulary A to Z. Fantastic. No, no, that's no, great. No. We gotta, you gotta get to the juicy part. Mind to learn the answers first. She goes into this it's whole thing where she really talks about the Dick Dick Dictionary. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. That sounds All exciting. The Dick Dick Dictionary is very necessary. Try the Dick Dick Dictionary. You'll see. Here we go. All right, here we go. Here we go. Any word that you can cook up, you can look up. Pick the book. Here he goes. The Dick 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 Dick. Dictionary. Yeah, there you go. Oh, that's great. She's quite the gal. That it's terrific. Yeah. Uh, well, as long as we're talking about that, 
Uh, police in Boston seeking the public's help and identifying a man believed to have stripped down to his pants and underwear and whipped out his dick, dick, dick dictionary. There you go. You on a train. To look up. <laughs> yes. Let was, me put these words into your mouth. <laughs> he was committing a, quote, lewd act mm. aboard one of the Boston trains. It's the definition oh. of lewd. I think you can kind of figure it out. If yeah. he's by himself and he's laying down in a train yeah. without his pants on. One man's lewd is another man's sexy. You know, uh, um, I've been on the uh, uh, on the T mm-hmm. multiple times. Yep. I've never wanted any bare flesh to touch the seats. Is that wrong? Is that is that uh, is that saying something about me, or is that saying something more about the seats? You're right. And there's an actual photograph of this, by the way. Yes, I did see this. It's, you can check it out on MassLive.com and on other websites. They named the red line after Uta Pippig. We you stop? <laughs> Uh, the train had other passengers on board at the time, and the one photo shared by cops showing only the suspect's bare legs from the thighs down. They didn't show any of the uh, the action. No, because they couldn't. That would have been, quote, uh, lewd. I would have seen it. Yeah. I would have watched it. Uh, uh, <laughs> there's another image capturing the man's face mm. before he entered the train, because, of I course, see. there's security cameras everywhere now. And if you have any information about his identity, you're supposed to contact the transit police department. There's a number. I'm sure there's a lot of people around here who've seen that guy. Can't they uh, dust for fingerprints over there? That's I Yeah, I suppose. What would that look like? <laughs> a real mess. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know if he'd finished or not. It doesn't say. Well, where was the stop? Mm-hmm. Ha! Where was he getting off? Oh, it's uh, probably the blue line. Hey, can you stop the train and let my brother Jack off? <laughs> ah. <laughs> All right, Jack, it's time to go. Let's go, buddy. Let's go. It's 642 with back Steve and Dave, and that's not the only case of lewdness to report. We got another one of those coming up in the Mass Hat next on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 648 and the Rolling Stones at back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Going to be uh, mostly cloudy today with a high of 57 uh, tomorrow. Uh, cloudy with a high of 56. It's 50 right now in downtown Springfield. Number to reach is 293-1021. Rock 102. Hey, I just had to call you guys because I literally had to pull over in my car because you had me laughing so effing loud to myself <laughs> for... Hey, can you pull over and let my buddy Jack off? You guys are an absolute riot. I got to thank you guys 100% tremendously for making my morning what it is. All right. Well, well thanks, thanks I'm glad you're listening. Yeah, you guys are did, killing it. Great and job, by, the, by the way, did you let your brother finish? <laughs> <laughs> Always welcome. Call us anytime, 293-1021. Sounded like he had a passenger in the car, too. Mm. It was like two of them laughing. Yeah, how uh, how low is the bar in your life that we make your day? <laughs> you, you got some pretty crappy days ahead of you. Hey, you guys make my day. Really? <laughs> well, that was it? How, how bad was yeah. it when it started? Does that mean we can go home now then? The We're rest done? of your life must suck. <laughs> <laughs> Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat. Going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. Do we have the dick, 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 dick dictionary song ready to go? I, I do. All right. Well, um, I say let it go now. Here we go. Oh, the dick, dick, dictionary is very necessary. 
with the dick dick dictionary you'll see yes you'll really see that it's extraordinary how the dick dick dictionary fills your vocabulary a to z so we had the guy in boston aboard the train uh, whipping off his pants and underwear and committing a quote lewd act Mm -hmm. this one in the rochester area Somewhere between Syracuse and Rochester, Penn Yan, you know, Penn Yan, New yeah, York. Yeah, I've heard of that. Before. Yeah, a man arrested three separate times for public urination. David Jensen is 55 years old, initially arrested April 6th after police received a complaint of a man drinking alcohol in a public park and whipping it out and urinating in view of others. So that's, just peeing. Yes. That's it. All right, that's no big deal. Well, yeah, but it's visible. Well, I mean, yeah, come on. Come on. Hey, the old man's got to go. He's got to go. Hey, my bla- I'm old. I'm confused. Yeah, I'm feeble. <laughs> and I've really got to go. Your ways confuse me. Officers located him in a vehicle and took him into custody. During the investigation, he was found to be in possession of an open can of beer as a passenger in that vehicle. While he was detained, apparently police say he intentionally urinated in the police patrol car as well. Well, this guy has some serious bladder issues, and uh, that's going to be part of his defense, I would imagine. You know, we all get to a certain point in our lives where bladder control really is a very important uh, situation. I mean, Mm -hmm. you can only imagine, Steve, by the time you get to be our age, Mm -hmm. think about that. You're not that far away. What is it, 10 years, 12 years? Yeah. Whatever it is, by the time you get to be our (laughs) age, that'll be like the number one thing you think of. Did I did I mess myself? Look at how sad his face is. Right I know. Now, it's like, oh my god! No, well, I'm, I'm already. It, the, you put it that way. I'm already to the point where uh, I got to do extra shakes now at the end. Oh yeah, to get it all out. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter though. No. Doesn't matter. You're gonna get to the age where you could shake all day long, all day long. Doesn't matter. Get a box of poise pads. You ever seen the movie Trouble with the Curve, starring Clint Eastwood? No. no. The baseball kind of thing there going on. The home. The movie starts off with him. At the toilet, doing exactly what you're claiming there. Shaking Sh- it off? Yes, t- and talking to it. Like, you son of a couple of things. You know, I can't believe I've gotten to this point in my life where this is what Talk- I got to do. Talking to it. Talking. It was, uh, remember that uh, movie, uh, and I can't remember the guy's name, but he was, he was in Johnny Dangerously, but he was in a movie called Me and Him, and it was a whole movie about this guy talking with his penis. Griffin Dunn. Griffin Dunn. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. He, he had, it was uh, me and him, I think it was the name of the movie. Yeah. Was, and, uh, he had a whole conversation with his penis throughout the entire movie. Well, and Tommy Lee has the talking penis as well. That's yeah, right. that to, that uh, particular docu- or do- mockumentary, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> yes. Um, that kind of brought it to a whole new level. Pam that and Tom? Was, yeah. Yeah, there you go. There you oh, go. I was wondering where that was coming from. It was very low. I wanted to get the right to the right to play the music. The, the music. Anyway, anywho. Well, there's more on this guy. So, All right. So that was just incident number one for 55-year-old David Jensen. He was again arrested April 14th. Remember, the first one was April 6th. So about a week later, allegedly urinating outside of a local apartment complex within view of multiple apartments and people from the inside. This dude needs a urologist in the worst possible way. He also needs to be carrying one of them canisters. You did it uh, one time. You had a medical procedure. You had to pee in a in a bucket. Remember? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You brought that whole container in here, and Bax was urinating right here in the corner of the studio. Me and my buddies in college took a trip from Connecticut to Florida for spring break one time, and drinking a lot of beers in the car, and the yeah. guy wouldn't pull over. So 
take those Miller Lite bottles and fill them right back up again. That's what we did. Really? Yeah. See, I would need more than just a 12-ounce bottle. Well, I would need probably, in a busy day, I'd probably need the whole six-pack. Especially at that age, right? Exactly. Yes. Well, I did fill up more than one before the guy finally pulled over and allowed us to go to the bathroom. Uh, so that was two incidents for David Jensen, April 6th and April 14th. He was arrested again the next day, April 15th, after a Penn Yan police officer observed him exit a parked vehicle in the Tops grocery store marketing lot and urinate near a dumpster in view of the public. This, this guy needs some medical attention. This is, uh, this is a sad story. Right. Guy can't contain himself. Can't control. Has no bladder control whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Additional charges pending on a fourth incident as well so these wow. are accumulating for this guy yeah he's got to get uh, he's got to get some his bladder under control poor he, guy he needs some uh, like you said the poise pads that's what he needs or just take a canister with you everywhere you go oh, i did that once did you in the car i was stuck i was by myself i was stuck uh, in traffic on the george washington bridge mm-hmm. right at like maybe two o'clock in the morning sure and uh i had uh, i had to go but i wasn't gonna go on myself right so I uh, manipulated a Gatorade bottle mm-hmm. and uh, filled it up while still driving. Well, I was parked because I was oh, like okay. stuck in. It was stuck in tra- like the traffic was not moving. Everybody was in park I at see. that point. Yes, because there was major accident. Yeah, degree of difficulty not as much on a Gatorade bottle as it was for my Miller bottle. Yeah, yeah I, I was, was going to say smaller uh, opening there, very much yes. smaller. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, even a Gatorade bottle. Uh, a little, even the wide mouth. <laughs> yes, yeah, can be a challenge because that's what you needed, yes. right? <laughs> well, you know that's how Coors Light is made. It's just recycled. That's why the mouth is so wide on the can. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> they recycle everything. It's a hundred percent recycled. <laughs> Coors Light. Wow, scratch that one off my list. From the goat to you, back into the can. <laughs> Taste the Rockies. It's six fifty six. Golden Colorado. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Back, Steve and Dave. We got your 102-second sports coming up next on Rock 102. Everyone. The following takes place between 7 a.m. and 8 a.m. Just about 7 a.m. on Rock 102. Lots of sunshine for today and for the rest of the week. Pretty much the same weather every day. Mid-50s for the highs. The weather brought to you by Bank ESB. As a local bank, they have convenient tools, smart banking technology, and personalized financial support to set you on the right path. Unlock your potential at bankesb.com. Here's your 102-second sports. Starting off with another win for the Celtics in NBA playoff action. 116-112 over the Nets. A sweep for Boston. On now to either Milwaukee or Chicago, a potential game one on Sunday. Also in NBA playoff action last night, Toronto went up 3-2 on Philadelphia, and Dallas went up 3-2 on the Utah Jazz. In hockey, the T-Birds in action tonight at Lehigh Valley, Friday night at Providence as they finish their regular season this week and head into the playoffs. The Bruins are hosting Florida tonight at 7. You can hear that one on our sister station, Laser 98.5. In baseball, Toronto over the Sox, 6-2. Bo Bichette with the game-winning Grand Slam in Toronto. The Red Sox north of the border again tonight and a few unvaccinated players for Boston unavailable to the team because of the regulations in Canada. And a Pennsylvania man, one of only 11 people worldwide to achieve a perfect score in the classic arcade game Pac-Man. Jack Goldberg completed all 256 levels in four hours, 12 minutes, and racked up 
3,333,360 points. That's the highest score possible in the game. Goldberg says his next goal is getting the highest possible score in Galaga. Is it Galaga or Galaga, by the way, Bats? I always thought it was Galaga. In that game. After that, maybe a girlfriend. That's it for your 102-second sports. Coming up next, Bax has more on the Celtics sweep. Straight ahead in your view from the couch on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, grab the brooms because the Boston Celtics have swept Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving of the Brooklyn Nets and eliminated them from this thrilling round of postseason play. Now, in situations such as these, there are no do-overs. Nobody gets a mulligan. You either win the series or you pack up your stuff and go home. And in the case of the Brooklyn Nets, a team that was put together for the sole purpose of running the Eastern Conference and winning championships, their season has come to an abrupt end. How did something like this happen? Well, according to former Boston Celtics player Kyrie Irving, it was all the uh, adversity they faced during the regular season that resulted in them losing Game 4, 116-112. It was a stuff like Kyrie Irving's anti-vaccination issues. It was the injuries. It was the trade that sent James Harden to Philadelphia for Ben Simmons, who didn't play a single game all year. There are all kinds of things. And while all of that may be true, what Kyrie failed to point out is the reason they lost this series had nothing to do with any of that stuff. It had everything to do with the fact they simply got smoked by a much better team in a four-game sweep. They didn't lose because Kyrie isn't vaccinated. They lost because Jason Tatum scored 39 points for the second game in a row. The Nets didn't lose because guys were hurt and didn't play. They lost because the Celtics have a defense that shut down Kevin Durant, one of the greatest players in NBA history. And as a result, they're going to go and likely play the Milwaukee Bucks, who could end their series with Chicago tomorrow night. You see, it's not about cheap excuses or adversities. Those are supposed to be the sorts of things that motivate other NBA teams. You guys lost because you just got flat out outplayed. It's as simple as that. Boston wins in a four-game sweep, and you guys chose not to show up. That is why the Boston Celtics are advancing, and you are not. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, how's your lawn looking? Go see Austin at the Agawam Rockies. Austin's all about lawn and garden, especially Scott's Forstep and the all Scott's lawn care stuff. How to plant, when to fertilize. Austin is your guy in Agawam. Good people, rock solid service, and Scott's lawn care at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 710. And ACDC on Rock 102. Uh, cloudy today with a high of 57. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 56. It's 50 right now in downtown Springfield. That's some fascinating science for you guys here. So there's a species Science! Of- science! Yes. Is some? Uh, do we have the Thomas Dolby song? Uh, you give, me, give me a minute and I will uh, right. pad for time. All right. So uh, while, we, while we get ready for that, we can remind you that Podcasts of this show are available on the website at Rock 102. Um, they are. And you can catch them essentially as soon as the show is over. How soon do they go up, Steve? I don't even know. Usually up about 9.30 Okay. So. so I know my folks listen in at Vero Beach all the time. They, uh-huh. they like to wait until you put that together for their listening pleasure. If I lived in Vero Beach, I wouldn't be getting up until after 10 anyway to mm-hmm. listen to this. Sure. Oh, there you go. Anyway, I got uh, Thomas Dolby up. 
And in the science world, the big story today, a male spider is able to catapult itself to avoid being eaten by the female after mating. This is according to a new study out of China. It's the orb-weaving spider. That's its name, the orb-weaving spider. Okay. No idea. It darts away at up to 88 centimeters per second in the blink of an eye. So this male spider does its business with the female, and then it says uses a joint in their first pair of legs to immediately jump away. All right. Isn't it the joint that got him in trouble in the first part? Well, they wouldn't be going so fast if they didn't have that. That's true. Uh, So anyway, they jump away before their female partner kills and consumes them, which happens in the spider kingdom, I guess, right? I believe that happens in the human world, too. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, just ask Johnny Depp. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) The lawyers will get you every time. Uh, The first study to describe this life-saving joint in the legs of this male spider. The researchers discovering this ability after seeing the few males who did not catapult quickly enough and died after mating. So they're studying all these spiders. Mm -hmm. And by the way, the researchers even prevented some of the leaping males from jumping away and they got eaten as well. Which I thought was really mean of the researchers. In spider sex world, female eat you! (laughs) You're absolutely right, Steve. Man, I'll tell you what. Science really is something. Nature in all its many forms. Now you think about it. Yeah, here we are as uh, men. Now try to put yourself in a position of a spider. Mm-hmm. Usually after a round of rigorous, physical, potentially sexual, intimate mm-hmm. activity. Love yes. My first instinct isn't to uh, to bolt. My first instinct is to roll over and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. Or, or eat something first. Go to the fridge. The only thing that comes to mind when uh, we're talking about this is the Family Guy where Spider-Man uh, prematurely let his web go all over the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And he's just sitting there with his hands in his his face in his hands. And he's like, I'm sorry. I don't know why. That doesn't happen this all the time. This never happened to me before. Yeah. And the whole room is covered and so is she mm-hmm. in web. So these researchers in China, they studied 155 sexual encounters between the male and the female spiders. Who the hell's got time for this? <laughs> Who's hey, doing this? Right? I you spent years and years in college spending your parents' hard-earned yep. money with $80,000 a year to go to MIT so you can watch two spiders start humping each other. Well, they studied the Oreo at MIT a couple of weeks ago. Good Remember God, that story? what a yeah. waste of time. Yes. That's it. So out of the 155 successful encounters between spiders, 152 times... The males survive by catapulting away with those special legs they have. Damn. I mean, there are a lot of men that will bolt the moment it's over. I mean, I get that. Yeah, you know, I just know for for me at this age, I'm I'm rolling over and going to sleep. I need I need some rest. I need some me time. Yeah. Well, I need I need to refuel, so I go to the fridge. Steve. Yeah, I go to the fridge. Yeah. Too. All right. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Even in, I, I, I don't, I don't ever do it on an empty stomach. So I don't need to go and have snacks. There are other pet stories if you want. 
Sure. Unless we're done with the male catapulting spider. We've, uh, you know what? We can wrap this up because I got something else to talk about. All right. Coming up after the break. All we'll right. about that? Very Let's good. Let's do a break and we'll come back. I have something. Embarrassing stories. Oh, good. Let's go. It's 715, a Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 722 and the doors with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Going to be pretty nice today for the rest of the week. Mid-50s for the highs. Lots of sunshine in the forecast. Uh, I think it might rain this afternoon, though. Yeah. For a little while. Really? Which I'm not looking forward to. Can't we just have consistently good weather? Or is it just no, not possible? I think you're asking no, an awful lot. It's not spring. Yeah. Yet. Have you ever uh, been part of a group text message, or, or are you currently part of yes. a group text message? Yes. High I school hate, high school friends of mine. I, I can't get out of it. I hate group text messaging. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I also hate even even more when it involves my family. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. then you can't really get out of it. At least you, yeah. with a group of, of a bunch of numbers you don't recognize, you don't have no, any problem just backing yeah. out. There's, a, there's five of us uh, siblings in, in, the, in our family, mm-hmm. and uh, we're on this group text. So... Every once in a while, we a conversation will pop up. And yesterday, uh, my oldest sister uh, reminded us all that yesterday was my uh, my parents' wedding anniversary. Oh. It would have been wow. uh, my parents' wedding anniversary. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, hey, from newly wed to newly dead. <laughs> right? How'd that go over in the group text? Yeah, see, that, that you know. And, and then my, my second oldest sister, she writes, I believe the vows were, death do us part. Ooh. They parted. And I said, yeah, mom's just signed up for Tinder. <laughs> and then, uh, she, and then uh, my oldest sister says, uh, maybe dad, you know, this is, this is how people like think in their head. Maybe dad went to AA and now they're very happy. <laughs> Well, see, you started a, f- a fun family thread And there. I said, hey, hey, where's my apology? He's up there in heaven bebopping and step nine all over the place, but not down here. And then she she brought up this, uh, what was that song that he used to listen to? He used to embarrass the crap out of us. He had a he had a 1996 Subaru Outback. Ooh, cherry, looked, sweet. and it was green, and it looked like a turtle, right? Okay. <laughs> and he would uh, he would drive down the street to one of his favorite albums, right? Which was uh, Jive Bunny and the Mixmasters and the uh, Swing the Mood. Oh God! The old Benny Goodman classic. Yeah. Well, this is this is the jive. Yes. Bunny. Oh yeah. The mix. Yes. Where he mixes like songs from the fifties and the sixties and the thirties and the forties. This well, became a hit, I think. This yeah, this no, version no, of it, yeah. right? It helped him make a grand entrance. Yeah, yeah. it did. And uh, he would uh, wear his Ray Ban issued railroad issued sunglasses, <laughs> driving down the road with the. With the windows down, listening to the Jive Bunny, <laughs> nice. embarrassing the crap out of his entire family. Man didn't have a care in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have no. you ever had somebody embarrass you by the things that they listen to? Like, did you ever feel that. like I'm embarrassed to be here, to to be with this person because they're enjoying something so crappy? <laughs> that. Mm. I I had a roommate in college who yeah. I don't want to I don't want to listen I, I don't want to make myself sound like a snob but you are go ahead but his his musical taste was like really questionable yeah like when the new Night Ranger came out 
He cranked the living bejesus out of it. And, but yet here we are playing Night Ranger. And here on we a are daily playing basis. Night Ranger. I mean, I mean, I, listen, it, it would not be my first choice to slap on the turntable. Mm-hmm. And you know, he had a guitar, uh, like a guitar amplifier, and he would run everything through the guitar amplifier. Yep. So it wasn't just loud; it was like earth-shakingly loud. Like the academic buildings three blocks away could hear. Uh, you could still rock in America because yep. my roommate loved them so much. Yeah, we had a, a guy in the fraternity house in college down there at Wesleyan, and um, we were all listening to Stones, Steely Dan, Led Zeppelin. He would put on some Hall and Oates. And crank it up. This guy at the fraternity house. What's wrong right? with Hall and Oates? Mm. What's wrong with uh, Sarah Smile? Mm. Uh, or uh, yeah. Rich Girl? In a fraternity? No. No. I can't go for that. <laughs> no. In a fraternity, it's yeah. a, would you think it'd be inappropriate for a dude to be playing something like uh, Maneater? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, it's a great track. That would have been a good song for the Spider Story. We You're did. damn right. Yeah, the Maneater. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Watch out, boy. She'll so chew, chew you up. up. Chew you up. Chew you up. Yeah. But no, nah, nothing nothing like uh, what you're talking about. No, the uh, the embarrassing jive bunny. Well, see, I wouldn't be it'd be as embarrassed with the jive bunny. See, it's all a, a, a matter of personal choice there and what you're offended by. I don't know. Maybe it's because it's your dad. Yeah. Or, you know, picture your mom doing that. Mm-hmm. You're riding right. down the street with you in the car mm-hmm. and then rolling all the windows down and sure. blasting something that you didn't really care for. I gotcha. See, my my parents were like, uh, you know, like too old to be hippies, mm-hmm. but too young uh, to to be in another thing. So they were kind of like in that whole, like like my dad in particular was like kind of into that all folk music, like mm-hmm. the Joan Baez stuff, Peter Paul and Mary. Yeah, they like Peter Paul and Mary yeah. a lot, you mm-hmm. know, and, and uh, you know, he, he listened to that and mm-hmm. Pete Seeger. Yeah, he'd listen to that. And then he went on this like Irish music kick, mm-hmm. which I always thought, and no offense to anyone who is Irish, I just can't get into your uh, into your music what's, right. whatsoever. So uh, so he would sometimes play that. And, you know, I'd be embarrassed, but we were never out in public. He right. just played around the house. Sure. And that was and that was uh, that was fine, I, I guess. I have a Pete Seeger and Tommy Makem and Clancy Brothers album. Never really? heard of the, yeah, a live one. Never heard of the other two. Pete Seeger, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Tommy Makem was like an old Irish singer, mm-hmm. and uh, the Clancy Brothers were, uh, you know, they they were more like the that was like the Mitch Miller and the gang of the Irishmen. Well, oh, so it was like uh, there was music and comedy at the yeah, same time. Well, I don't know about uh, comedy so much. <laughs> so, in other words, what you're saying is, Bax would he be embarrassed to listen to that? Probably when you play it. Yeah, if, if he's yeah. embarrassed by yeah. Irish music, then no. Yeah. But nothing like the Jive Bunny. No, nothing like that at all. Where mm-hmm. do you? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. This was uh, so embarrassing to be in the car with this man. Would he, he just crank- start the music? Like when he was leaving someplace, or as he was arriving someplace? Uh, mostly arriving. Usually, yeah. when we would arrive home, he would be backing in the driveway with the windows rolled down. See, because this us. is the kind of music that says, yeah. "Everybody, back off!" Yeah, I'm here now. Yeah, the party may begin. Good times. Wow, that's a that's an embarrassing young tale. Yeah, and of then your youth. Uh, then he would get drunk and listen to it over and over and over. Okay, it's seven twenty nine, and coming up next in the news, an episode of Weird Stuff People Buy. You're not going to believe it. Stay tuned to Rock One Hundred Two. Seven thirty two. 
Welcome back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month, enjoy the April showers discount. 60% off installation. Log on to yankeehome.com. It's time for news, and here's Dave Coombs. Here's a shocker. Basketball wasn't invented in Springfield. Story out of the Washington Post from yesterday. Apparently, basketball was invented in Herkimer, New York. Yep. We heard that before. Uh, Jim Bouton was here in the studio right? probably about 12, 13 years ago. The guy from Ball 4? Yeah. 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 And nice. uh, he was explaining, well, because it, it, the topic came up about baseball and how like Cooperstown wasn't where yeah, baseball was invented. Like, like and, right. After and Double Day had nothing to do with it. Gotcha. Right. And, uh, and then uh, we talked about, well, now yeah, next thing you're going to say is uh, James Naismith didn't invent the game of basketball, and then he started going into. He told us the story off the air because mm-hmm. we didn't get into it on the air. Gotcha. He, how uh, Herkimer, New York, that's, ne- near Utica, which is the last town right. I was in before I moved here. Yeah, they invented it. Apparently, wasn't a peach basket either. We'll see, but that's the whole. That's the whole story, though. Mm-hmm. It's not real basketball without the basket. Was there a basket? I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, uh, Dave's got this news story, though. What's, yeah, the, what's yeah. going on? Well, it, 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 apparently, uh, according to this story, there was a YMCA that burned down years ago in well, Herkimer. It's fun to stay at the YMCA. It is, which is a whole different story that could embarrass you and your friends, I guess, if you were playing that. But apparently there was a parking lot next to an M&T bank, and there's a picture of this actual hoop in Herkimer, New York. So there was a basketball hoop. Huh. And they're saying that that's where the game was invented. According to the story that is passed down, a Swedish immigrant would toss cabbages at the hoop. Again, this is according to that story in the Washington Post. Those crazy Swedes. Yeah. I know they really are, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... I don't know. We got to re- maybe yeah. rethink the whole thing here with I, the Hall of Fame. Listen, we've got a statue of the guy. Yes. we've got a, a building named after him. The Naismith family is still a part of this community, and uh, you say what you will. Mm-hmm. You know, just because someone at a YMCA says they inv- invented basketball, right? YMCA isn't where you go to uh, to come up with new games. The YMCA is where you go to get yourself clean. You can have a good meal. You can do whatever you feel. Because it's fun to stay at the YMCA. It's fun to stay at the YMCA. It is fun to stay at the YMCA. It would be fun to play at the YMCA. That's right. Basketball. Maybe. That's correct. Just saying. There's a place you can go when you're short on your dough. And you can stay there. I'm sure you will find many ways to have a good time. It's fun to stay at the YMCA. It is fun to stay at the YMCA. They have everything for you men to enjoy. You can hang out with all the boys. It's fun to stay at the YMCA. It is fun to stay at the YMCA. <laughs> you can get yourself clean. You can have a good meal. You can do whatever you feel. Young man, are you listening to me? I said, young man, what do you want to be? I said, young man, you can make your real dreams. But you got to know... This one thing. That no man does it all by himself. I said, young man, put your pride on the shelf. And just go there to, to the, the YMCA. YMCA. I'm sure they can help you. Are you guys doing the whole thing? Today. No. Okay. What are you talking about? Just whole thing what? Just having a conversation. About? I see. Yeah. 
You know, it's fun to stay at the YMCA. It is fun to stay at the YMCA. You know, you can get yourself clean. I think this is a little redundant. <laughs> it is. I think we've uh, already been there. Have a good meal, and you can do whatever you feel. Anyway, what else is going on in the world of news? Thank you, Bax. Thank you. Yeah, you know, I was once in your shoes, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you glad it's now me? I was down and out with the blues. Yes. Well, as long as we're talking about sports facilities. I didn't care if any man were alive. I felt the whole world was so tight. I thought it was so jive. No, no, that's not what it is. That's uh, that's when someone came up to me and said, young man, take a walk up the street. Yeah, there's a place called the YMCA, and they can stop you back on your way. You know, it's fun to stay at the YMCA. All right already, for Christ's sake. Are you done? He's done, but you know what? It really it is, is fun, fun to, to stay, stay at the YMCA. I believe I mean, they you. have everything for young men to enjoy. <laughs> well, you can hang out with all the boys. The YMCA. It's fun to stay at the YMCA. I, I, I'm getting that feeling. Mm-hmm. So, are you listening to me, Dave? <laughs> are you listening to me, young man? I'm trying not to, actually, at this point. Because um, no young man does this all by himself. You gotta put your pride on the shelf. YMCA. Just go to the YMCA. You know, it's no wonder you guys are Massachusetts Broadcasters Hall of Fame. Well, I, I believe there's only one of us. In yeah, the there's only one of us. <laughs> yeah, Hall of right. Famer. Um, there's another place to go besides the YMCA here in Springfield. It's called the Higher Expectations Sports Complex, and it's on Caldwell Drive. All thanks to a Springfield native named Jordan Almore, and he just opened up the place. You know, it's fun to stay at the (laughs) (laughs) H-E-S-C. Anyway, uh, what's going on over there? Well, he's getting kids off the streets and into academic and sports training. He grew up in Springfield. He wanted to give kids an opportunity to have some place to go other than the YMCA. So he's opened up the Higher Expectation Sports Complex. It's an 11,000-square-foot Academic and Sports Training Center, and again, on Caldwell Drive in Springfield. It sounds like a YMCA spike complex. No, I don't think it. I don't think it is. Well, he's telling these young men they can go <laughs> other places. <laughs> What's it called? The what? It's uh, the Higher Expectations Sports Complex. It's fun to stay there. Yeah, I bet the it Higher is. Expectations Sports Complex. H-E-S-C. It's fun to stay at the High Expectation. <laughs> what is it? I don't remember. I don't high Expectation Sports Complex. Sure. Other news today. Yeah. Two leaders of the Chicopee Moose Riders seriously injured when a driver crashed into a large group of motorcycle riders in Connecticut. They were returning from a charity event over the weekend. Three other riders from the Thompsonville Moose Riders of Connecticut also suffered broken bones and other injuries in the crash. It took place right before 4 p.m. on Route 171 near Pulpit Rock Road in Woodstock, Connecticut, about 40 miles mm. southeast of Springfield. Just the a, nudist camp out there. Is there really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Woodstock, Connecticut. Mm. I went there. I did. I DJed a gig. Did you really? Nudist, I did. That's awesome. Yeah, but yeah. You, didn't, you didn't get naked, though, right? I didn't have to get naked. I watched other people get naked. And then I had, uh, there was family hour from 8 to 9. That was the weirdest yeah, part. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the thing about people getting naked is most of them that are naked mm-hmm. should never be naked. Oh, yeah. The nudist colonies. Oh, yeah. I've seen it before. And usually the people leaving on uh, naked beaches in Jamaica. Same thing. Yeah, no. We did it in uh, St. Martin, I think it was. And mm-hmm. it was like uh, unsightly. It's like, yeah, you, just, you, you, you wanted the... the the sun to burn out your retina so you would never have to look at that again. I uh, I was not allowed to take pictures, although the images are burned into my brain for the rest of my life. 
and not not in a good way. No, no, never no. in a good way. No. And uh, wh- what kind of uh, what kind of sights did you see when you were at that uh, nudist complex well, in Woodstock, Connecticut? Uh, they did the limbo, which yeah. was very interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, even the guy holding the limbo, the li- guy holding the limbo stick had a limbo stick of his own. I bet he really? did. I'm saying, no, yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So it was a it was a very interesting experience. Yes. Well, must been. Did you get pictures or not? I wasn't allowed to take pictures. Yeah, that's a shame. I know. How about like a, like a no, courtroom sketch? Could you sketch things out? It really isn't a shame, Dave. Nobody wants to see those pictures. I know. Well, <laughs> somebody might. Hey, in today's episode of Weird Stuff People Buy, as promised, inflatable Jesus blow-up dolls. Apparently, they're flying off the shelves. Misa Holy, me love you long time. Easy to inflate the blow-up Jesus 50 centimeters or 19.6 inches high. He's exaggerating. <laughs> Looks super lifelike with long locks, the hipster beard, and the flowing white robe. Hmm. He promises Just not- like we all remember him to be from 2,000 years ago. Right. Well, that's always the depiction, right? That's exactly what I he looks see, like. That's a modern day depiction. What people are doing with these blow up Jesus dolls? Nobody well, knows. Celebrating the second coming. Will you stop it? It's. Loud, both of you. Come on, come on. Why? That's about two thousand years worth of arrival. <laughs> there was already one great flood. Any more YMCA or not? No, no, no. We're done with that. Give it a rest, Dave. Come on. I think we've had enough of that. Hey, people with kids are more likely to have road rage, according to a new study. 53% of people with kids under 18 have road rage compared to 46% of people without kids. You got road rage, Steve? You just All spent the an time. En- you just spent an entire week driving to and from South Carolina or a portion of that. I don't I wouldn't I mean, I get angry at uh, people that cut me off and stuff, but I'm not uh, one of these Yeah, I'm 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 very critical of other people sure. the way they drive. Right. And I'm sure that I am hypocritical. Because I'm sure that I do things that are not uh, pleasurable to other drivers on yes, the road. Yes, but you own the road when you're driving. So well, it, yes, the f- world revolves around whoever of the driver course. is in the car. Um, I, I don't really get angry. Do you Do you shout and lay on the horn? Do you use the horn? Because I never use the horn. I only use the... I, I don't like the use of the horn mm-hmm. uh, so much, and... Uh, you know, people get distracted very easily, like a traffic light. Let's mm-hmm. say you're at a traffic light and somebody sure. doesn't move. Yes. I'm not the kind of person to do the, Wah! like, get out of my way. It's more like a little light. Yep. You know, yeah. Like, yeah, you're kind just, of embarrassed just, otherwise, right? Just to remind you, yes. hey, by the way, uh, you know, you, you got a little green light there. 25% of road rage drivers use the horn. 24% use the finger instead. Don't know what good that does if the other driver's not looking at you, though. You I'm not. What? I'm not really a chucker of the finger. That, that's that's reserved for special occasions. You know, here's the thing: uh, you can go around and be a road rage bully mm-hmm. all you want, but you never know what the other person might have in that vehicle would, that you give the finger <laughs> to or right. cut off. Especially these days, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, look at the look at the guy in uh, in Springfield last year with the. Dirt biking incident. Oh, at the X. At the X. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the poor guy. Right. I mean, I'm not victim blaming. I'm just saying perhaps confronting somebody is not the best idea 
when you're in a situation. I mean, this guy was being surrounded by a bunch of bikes, probably got intimidated. Your your adrenaline, uh, you know, heightens, mm-hmm. yep. and you say and you make the split second decision. I'm getting out of this car. Well, that was a bad, bad mistake yeah. that that guy made. You you don't know who you're dealing with. I and I wouldn't be messing with people. Because you don't know if they, they could pull a gun on you, they could uh, get out and kick your ass. Uh. I'm not to, I'm not prone to fits of rage, but I I mean I can understand you know being scared in a situation yeah like that. I I probably wouldn't have gotten out of the car either, but you know whether the guy did or not, you know these uh, these idiots you know wind up beating the guy within inches of his life. Yeah. Right. There was an incident in Seattle earlier this week where three different drivers tried to turn onto the same road simultaneously from different directions, and apparently one of the guys got out of his car and took a hammer and smashed Jesus. the windows in of the other two cars. So, well, if I had to your point, yeah, well, it's you hammer, hammer in the morning, in the morning. Yeah. all over this land, a hammer in the evening. Wow, we've gone from <laughs> the village people to Peter is Paul. that Peter Paul and Mary? Well, I don't know if they wrote that, but uh, no, that's more of a traditional yeah. uh, folk song. Gotcha. Well, that's enough of that. It's 745 with back Steve and Dave. Coming up next and now hear this, some great audio from the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. Stay tuned. Now hear this coming up on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 751 and Tom Petty on Rock 102. Mostly cloudy until this afternoon and some rain showers throughout the Pioneer Valley and a high of 57. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 56. It's 50 right now in downtown Springfield. The uh, Rock 102 Golf Club is on sale, presented by Swing Oil Beer. 12 rounds of golf, some of the area's nicest courses like the Ledges, Wyckoff Country Club, Brattleboro Country Club, and more. Only 199 bucks. That's less than $17 a round. And if you golf, you know that is dirt cheap mm-hmm. the rock with two golf club presented by swing oil beer company uh available for only a limited time so don't wait get yours today at rock 102.com now hear this now hear this it's just the normal noises in here you hear me you're only hearing what you want to hear now hear this on rock 102 with back steve and dave in the morning clip number one from the entertaining Johnny Depp Amber Heard domestic dispute trial. This clip from a smarmy lawyer trying to trip up and anger Johnny Depp with some questions and statements. Here he goes. Johnny Depp reportedly drank heavily and was constantly late on the new Pirates movie set. Did I read that right? You did, reportedly. Where did it all go wrong for Johnny Depp? After a string of flops and a ton of bad press, Johnny Depp's star power looks as wobbly as Jack Sparrow on a plank. Did I read that right? You read that very, very well. The next one, Hollywood Reporter. (laughs) Vodka for breakfast, 72-hour drug binges, and spending sprees that beggar belief. Allison Boshoff reveals why Hollywood's reeling over what's being called Johnny Depp's career suicide note. Did I read that correctly? You did. Who's Allison Boshoff and how does she know? boy! I love how Johnny Depp's fighting back. And what was his response to that? Did he, uh, did he answer the question? No, no. They well, were the, just trying to anger him yeah. and get him to like say something inflammatory, and he wasn't buying any of it. Right. Yeah, he's doing pretty good on his own there. It's interesting when you, when you uh, read... People's reactions to this testimony, right? You know, oftentimes, you know, everybody would be in support of the woman in the in a case, but you know, it's pretty clear that this is a pretty toxic 
relationship. Agreed. And a lot of the toxicity comes from Amber Heard as a, you know, with the narcissistic abuse. Yeah, she, she's the, crazier than he is, for sure. Well, How, I mean, they're, they've, they've both got their issues. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, yeah. neither one of them are good for each other, but it sounds like a lot of the problem comes from her self-absorption yep. and her gaslighting of this poor guy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Clip number two. A DoorDash driver in New Hampshire left his car in neutral during a delivery last week, and it started rolling away. Lucky for him, the customer saw it rolling away, and here's the customer talking through his ring camera that the car is moving. Bro, I think your car is driving away. Oh, I have never done that in my life. Oh, man, I, like, I got a notification for the motion, and like I opened it up, and I saw the car moving. I'm like, his door's open, the car's moving. I'm like, I don't think there's anyone in it. I never ran so fast in my life. <laughs> well, so much. no problem. Have a good day, man. Customer saves DoorDash guy from wow. total embarrassment. Got to put that thing in park. I did that once with a company truck at the railroad. <laughs> the uh, the the thing had been beaten so badly by all the other employees, right? Yeah. That you couldn't tell whether it was in park or not. Mm-hmm. It was like a it was like a like an early '90s pickup truck. Very basic with the three uh, with the tree. Oh yeah, yeah not yeah. the three on the tree, but the the yes. tree uh, transmission. Yes, and uh, you could flip the thing up, and it looked like it was in park, but that the little, mean it was. that little wire that yeah. pushes that needle to the other side. Oh yeah, it wasn't wasn't in proper place, and the thing rolled away, ran into a train. No kidding. Yeah, huh. ain't that a didn't stuff. do anything to the train? Believe it or not. No yeah. kidding. Clip number three from Jimmy Fallon on his show last night with a little business news. Some more business news. I read that the owners of JCPenney have offered to buy Kohl's for $8.6 billion. Meanwhile, Best Buy is calling up Radio Shack like, you up? Is Radio Shack still mm. anywhere? I mean, it's gone completely, isn't it? Are there any stores left? I don't think so. I think they're all gone. I used to go to that all the time. Radio, radio Sh- Shack? Yes, all the time for stuff, you know, related to radio and other needs around the house um, and at work. But well, did, didn't it become some cheap place, though, by the end? Wasn't it like uh, like this is unnecessary to have these stores yeah, anymore? Yeah. Because you could get stuff anywhere else. Well, Amazon taking over, yeah. I think, ruined places like Radio Show. Well, from what I understand, can I, and I'm on a Wikipedia, and Wikipedia would never lie. Right. There are only 500 manning stores throughout the United States. Really? I didn't realize there were that many. That's Well, I mean, considering huh. how many there had been yeah. at one point... 500 is a pretty big decline if you're spreading it out throughout the United States. I mean, worth a trip just for nostalgia purposes alone. Find the closest Radio Shack to us and head on over there for a little fun. I don't think anybody's holding on to the nostalgia of the last Radio Shack like they did the last Blockbuster. Which is, I think, still in existence out on the West Coast somewhere, right? Oregon or something like that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Most of what they do now is all online. Yeah. Apparently, according to Wikipedia, they are to be believed. There's about 500 stores left. Yeah. I ordered up something online yesterday. It's going to arrive today. I mean, it's that good. Amazon is that good. It's just amazing to me. It's really not that good. I've it's, had uh, I've had uh, many issues with them about them not shipping things on time. Really? You're paying this astronomical fee for uh, every year to be yeah. part of this Prime membership, and they, you know, 
Prime delivery is supposed to be what two to three days, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I've I've been I've I've waited weeks sometimes. Yeah, but they but they're saddled with the same staffing issues as everybody else. Yeah, yeah. but they don't lower the cost to, or they don't refund you any money no. for being uh, an not. f up about it. No, and they're also not. subject to the same types of crime too. I think we did this story a couple of weeks ago about the woman who stole an Amazon truck right here in Western Mass, or maybe it was Northern Connecticut. So that happens too. Well, she kept delivering all the packages. Yes, well, I guess. So maybe get picking up the tips for it, right? Mm-hmm. Coming up next, more Jimmy Fallon in the 102 Second Sports on Rock 102. Everyone. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 811 and Billy Squire on Rock 102. A little light rain this afternoon, late afternoon into the early evening hours. Good probability for it during that time period. Highs in the high mid to high 50s today. You guys probably don't know this uh, about uh, me and my, uh, my family. Mm-hmm. I come from a long line of remarkably capable men. Like the, uh, the what happened with you? Well, see, that's what I'm going to get at here right. because uh, you know my 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 grandfather used to do, was a skilled uh, skilled craftsman mm-hmm. and could do like you had like the biggest set of tools you ever seen of anybody I've ever known. I right. don't know anyone with more tools mm-hmm. than my grandfather. I mean, this is a guy that that was able to lift a house so that he was able to repour a foundation. And I don't know how by he, hand or did he use a jack to lift the house? He lifted a, the house with a jack that he kind oh. of fashioned on his own and was able to do it. He, he just had that kind of that kind of know how and, and skill, really, and and the tools to do it. Okay, now I'm the kind of guy who uh, if you who likes gave, to roam around, who likes to roam never, around, never in one place because I'm the wanderer. Town to town. I like yeah. to roam right. Anyway, uh, I can't do any of that stuff. I probably could do some of that stuff. Yeah. I choose not to do that stuff because of a lifetime of insecurity of seeing all these guys in my family with this kind of capability. Right. I simply don't have the desire to really do it. And I've been told, oh, all you got to do is just uh, you know, start it, read up on it, and you'll be able to do it. No, nope, I, don't, I don't think that's in me. I don't think that's in you. No, it's definitely not in me. Pretty sure it's not even in you, Dave. I'm not. It's. I got nothing in me except yeah. maybe a little Gatorade. That's what I got in me right now, and some Thai food that I just enjoyed. By the way, I got the music in me. I've got the music in me. That, That's all I got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you let you and Vicky Sue Robinson. <clears throat> yeah, is that right? By the way, did I get that one? I don't know. The one she turned the beat around. Oh, maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe yeah. so. See, that's what right. I'm talking about. Damn it! That's the kind of stuff that do, does me no good. But when something breaks down. Mm-hmm. It would be wonderful to have the skill and intelligence to be able to fix it. Yeah, right? I'm, I'm with you. I got nothing. We've talked about this before, Bax. <clears throat> My brother-in-law is one of those guys. Who can do anything? Can do anything. Yeah. And, uh, you, you know, he's a, he's a, uh, he, he's uh, like a skilled, uh, knowledgeable guy that I've seen do everything from, like, you know, change a hot water heater to, uh, like, demo uh, our basement yeah. He's put up shells yeah. and, and you know wallboard. He's, he's got his own sawzall. I don't have any of that. Putting stuff. us all to shame. Yeah, but your brother-in-law can't uh, mistell the time all the time on the radio. I'm or, sure if he tried, he probably could fumble some buttons behind I'm a radio. Sure, board. there are many buttons he's probably fumbled in the past, but he knows enough mm-hmm. how to fix his mistakes. Whereas I make right. a mistake and I say, "Well, it's not my fault. That's me. That's how I operate." He's a couple of years ago. We had a tree that fell in our backyard, a big-ass tree. This mm-hmm. is like a tree that was like, 
I mean, look at your radio. Probably like like that wide. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. A big big ass tree, and it falls. Okay, and uh, was anybody around to hear it? Ah, I see what you did no. there. No, no, it was one of those things where I got home from work and the tree was down. I'm like, how the hell that happened? But anyway, uh, we we cut up the tree, and uh, I had a, I knew a guy who had a much bigger chainsaw than I did, so he helped cut down the tree, and uh, and so that that was that. But for three years mm-hmm. now. The stump has remained in the backyard because, mm-hmm. you know, that's I mean, in order to get to the stump, uh, you'd have to drive over our uh, you know, septic tank. And I want trucks on top of the septic yeah. tank. So, I mean, it's it's just there. My favorite stumps, by the way, Stump Merrill and Stump Mitchell. Yeah, just, you know, I just totally, totally agree. Those, yeah. are, those are fine stumps. Because I can't think of another one other than the guy named Stumpy who was in our fraternity house back when I was in college. Other than that. Well, that, well that's a good aside. Yeah. Anyway, um <laughs> So for three years, mm-hmm. I'm mowing around this stump, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm uh, you know taking a trimmer down and you trim yeah. all the the branches that sure. are growing around the stump. But it's still a stump in the in 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 the yard. Yeah. And, and I have gotten to the point now where I have relegated myself to just say that stump is going to remain there for the rest of for the rest of time. Well, there are guys that specialize in that, right? Yeah, they do. But in order for them to do it, they're going to have to drive yeah. equipment yep. ac- across. Yeah, my septic tank, and right. I don't want to. Re- I don't want to replace a septic tank. <laughs> I got you. So, so you can't grind the stump out because there's no other way to get to it. Yes. So that's that's basically uh, what I'm getting at. The other day, I'm uh, I'm in the kitchen and I'm just doing dishes because mm-hmm. that's the one thing around the house that I can almost do correctly. Mm-hmm. And uh, my wife and uh, her brother, my brother-in-law, mm-hmm. are in the backyard, and uh, they're just you know they're. Up at the uh, the shed at the top of the hill, and he comes down with a uh, with a big giant crowbar, a big uh, big uh, you know pry bar. Yep. Yeah. And I'm thinking, what the hell is he doing? What is what what is he doing? He starts going at the uh, at the stump. Now this stump is probably like six feet wide. It's like a table. It's yeah. it is like a table mm-hmm. between you know where the roots are going out and the top of the stump where we cut down the tree after it fell. It's I'm telling you, it's six feet wide. He's out there with the uh, with the with the uh, the pry bar for probably two minutes. All of a sudden, he bends over, he picks the stump out of the ground with his bare hands and rips it out of the earth. Wow! And I'm looking at this going. I'm washing dishes. <laughs> I'm I'm scrubbing a pan, and this guy is ripping roots out of the ground with his bare hands. Okay, but how uh, how much was this thing rotted? It, it must have been rotted at some point. Uh, uh, for enough for him it. to pull it out, I would assume. But yet there was still life in this stump things uh-huh. were growing around i mean this is still a very live <laughs> active plant in the ground life in the stump and yet he's so powerful mm-hmm. and uh, and mystical to me that somehow he used his superhuman strength to rip this out of the ground and i'm like what a puss am i yep i'm drying a dish and he is ripping nature out of its moorings Bravo to you, dude! Yeah. Bravo! I've never, I've never seen a a, a a show of physical strength like that. Yeah, but you know, in what? my life, you probably didn't pay attention. There was probably dude after dude coming over to that house trying to knock that stump off, and it's just like the pickle jar effect. 
Uh-huh. Somebody eventually is going to open that pickle jar because everybody tried it. Got loose. Matt, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Steve, he's the only guy to have gone after nope. that, those roots. No, no, I'd tell Steve's story instead. Yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> I'd okay. go with that one. No, I'm telling you, no <laughs> one has gone after that that root system. He just pulls it right out. And I'm. it's like, you know, I, it, listen, he can make shelves. He can make, uh, you know, a, he can make a house. I can make a sandwich. That's about as good as I can make. I can make you lunch. I can fix mm. you lunch, but I can't do very... Much else, and and did he rub it in? By the way, to you? No, that's the bad thing about it. It's like he, he he's it's even he's worse. Such a, he's such a decent guy that he won't even rub it into my face. Wow. And the thing is, I said I deserve it. Yes, I deserve. I'm I'm hard. I'm half the man that he is. I mean, if I, I'm I'm less than half the man. If I if I make twenty five percent of the man he is, I it's a good day. Unbelievable. I uh, I got a message from a tree guy that says, uh, "Tell Bax they have remote control stump grinders." So you can just uh, do that without having to worry about uh, ruining your septic yeah, tank. Yeah, well, that's that's great. But I think I just told you that my brother-in-law was able to rip it right out of the ground like a man. Yeah, but you're going to have another one eventually someday. Well, and it, it, that'll be for the next owner to and, deal with. And now right? you know yeah. that uh, you can get a remote control stump grinder. That doesn't help me now. But now what I really need is I need a guy to mow my lawn because I can't do that either. <laughs> and eventually do the dishes for you, I'm sure, too. Well, you know, if I can get it, I tell you what, if I can get a clean lady and a, a landscape, there you go. I could just sit in the house and do well, nothing all why day. Why don't you just bite the bullet and buy a brand new lawnmower? You're probably looking at about two thousand no. dollars. You're very, you're very liberal with my uh, my expenses, Steve. Well, because uh, you know the idea that you're waiting and waiting and waiting for somebody to come and mow your lawn. By the time that happens, you're going to spend twice as much trying to get it repaired by a landscaper than you would if you just went and bought yourself a decent right. damn riding lawnmower. But at the but at the other end of the spectrum, I'm no longer interested in mowing my lawn. <laughs> That's the other part of it. So it's like one less thing I have to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, uh, you know, if. If I can get another man to be on the property, I think I'd be all set. Dave doesn't have to do any of this stuff. Apartment living is great. Yeah. For now. Absolutely. For now, you're <laughs> but, all set and ready to go. But when you did own a home, yes. did you did you do all this stuff? Lawn mowing, dishwashing, vacuuming. That's it. No I, cooking, no cleaning. Oh, I, well, did, I, I, did, you, did your ex-wife uh, work in stump removal? No. But she could she could do all of those home improvement things. Really, every single one of them. Yeah, put, put me to shame. Say like my wife won't even let me go up on a ladder. Yeah, because she thinks I'm too old to go up on a ladder. Well, we probably are getting to that. Probably point. am too old to go up on a ladder. <laughs> but she doesn't want me going up on a ladder. She mm-hmm. says I'll I'll go up on the ladder. I'll I'll clean the, the gutters. gutters. I yeah. say okay, I'll hold the ladder and watch you do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least I'm feeling like I'm sure <laughs> a part of it. But uh, it's you know I'm starting to think uh, you know maybe. Maybe I'm not really providing very much in this relationship. <laughs> Unable to fix stuff. Although, I'm telling you, buy a lawnmower. Oh, buy a riding lawnmower. Yes. Get your damn lawn mowed. Exactly. I, yeah. Stop procrastinating. A You're ride- going to make it worse. A riding mower that has a place to put a can of beer. Yeah. I've got one of those. It's, okay. just, it's, just, it's just broken. That's, okay. that's, well, <laughs> but, so am I. But buy something bigger than like the snapper. You know, with this the little one, handlebars this, on it. This you, one, yeah. Otherwise, you'll look like one of those fat twins riding the mo- riding the mo- motorcycle in the Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah, right. Well, that's yeah. kind of what I look like now. It's a big, giant craftsman that's on its last legs. Well, that's what I look like on the snapper. I had a snapper. <laughs> <laughs> I got are, it for like 50 bucks. We are talking about a lawnmower, right? Yes. Oh, okay. yeah. Just right. wondering. Well, uh, you know. The snapper. Not a fish. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not the snapper uh, in my basement.
There you, know, you go. Chained up in the. What I'm telling you though is I uh, I am p- a pathetic shell of a man. Same here. Yep. All three of us. You didn't really need to tell anybody that. We kind of all just assumed. No, I just wanted to kind of punctuate uh, everyone's opinion of me and uh, and see how it works. Yeah. Orange whip. Orange whip. Orange whip. Three orange whips. Orange whips all around. Three orange whips. It's uh, 823 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. GG. 102 with back Steve and Dave and Van Halen. Good morning. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Don't forget the the podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, Backstreet's musical podcast this week. My guest uh, is Dave Gregory from XTC. Uh, months ago, I interviewed a guy named Thomas Walsh from the band Pugwash, mm-hmm. and I also uh, saw him in Fall River. I talked about that before. Okay. Uh, Thomas Walsh is currently recording a brand new album at Abbey Road Studios in London. Really? That's and, pretty cool. And Dave Gregory uh-huh. from XTC yep. is uh, is helping him with it. He's doing like, a, like string arrangements on his new album, and uh, they just posted video uh, yesterday. Huh. It's very, very cool. So make sure you check out that uh, that interview. It's available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or on rock102.com. It's a very, very cool conversation. And the XTC guy is a guitar player? He's a guitar player. Okay. He's a keyboard player. Huh? He's a, an arranger. Mm-hmm. Guy's, like, remarkably talented. And uh, it's, actually, it's a really good interview. Mm-hmm. Really, I'm really proud of it. And, again, you can find it on rock102.com. Cool. Coming up next in the news, some tips from Lifehacker on how to do the ballpark experience in a little more affordable fashion. These are some pretty good tips. We'll get to them coming up on Rock 102. Now, here's your Western Mass News First Warning Forecast. 832. We're back, Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Jay Smeagle Roofing. Visit jsmeagleroofing.com. It's time for news, and here's Dave Coombs. The Mass Mutual Center, home of your Springfield Thunderbirds, will no longer be the Mass Mutual Center. MGM Resorts will continue to manage the building, but the state says MGM can't put its name on the arena due to concerns about a gambling giant like MGM having too much influence and branding identity with a state-owned property. So... A 10-year agreement reached last week with the State Convention Center Authority, which owns the property, calls for MGM to find somebody else to have the naming rights for the Mass Mutual Center. But the, uh, lift the latch. Well, they've been out of business for years. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Revive something old that has uh, no longer exists. Mm. Like the Lido Center. Well, I, I like the... I like the lift the latch thing because it's sort of like the raise the roof kind of yeah, thing, right. for, you know? Right. The Bashara's Center. Speaking of which, yeah. uh, downtown Springfield, you know where I went yesterday? For the first time in over 30 years of living here. What? You ready? Yeah. Um, Mom and Rico's. You've never been to Mom and Rico's? I have never been to Mom and Rico's, and uh, I, uh, I met Rico uh, at the deli. Yeah. They still have a ham sandwich for like a dollar something, a dollar seventy six. It's a cool place. Yeah, really. It's yeah. been that way since nineteen seventy two. A ham sandwich for that price? Yes, and wow. uh, I mean, not all the the other food isn't that cheap, right? But, uh, it's good food. It's it's good food served quickly. They still got bocce outside at uh, Mom and Rico's. Yeah. So get this, I I've never been in there. This is like a little mini museum in there. Have you? You've yeah. Been no, in I've been store? in there. Yeah. And uh, you know, Rico is a very nice man, mm-hmm. very proud man. You know, he's got all these bocce uh, trophies in the in the store. He's got uh, hmm. T-shirts. He's got... Yeah. And he invited me uh, to play bocce ball. You and him? Y- me and him. 
gonna gonna play some bocce. You're gonna you're gonna play some booch. Yeah, nice. And uh, by the way, the food delicious, fantastic. Mama Rico's, absolutely. He even gave me a sample of some sort of uh, pressed salted meat. Hmm. Ooh, yeah, and and a, and a piece of bread, which I'm gonna go back and get that. But I had like a like a chicken sandwich. Yeah, it's too bad they don't. Uh, they still don't have that uh, that South End Italian festival anymore. You know, like yeah. the, you know, the guys getting all greased up and you know and, and stuff like that. You used to have all kinds like of a events. Body, bodybuilding event. Well, or? Like a, I'm trying to remember. It was like the uh, the pole climbing thing or uh, what it was. Oh. But it was a. Uh, but nevertheless, I mean, it was a it was a good well, festival. The one and only time I went down there. Uh, so I had a nice, uh, probably ten to fifteen minute conversation with uh, with Rico uh, Daniela yesterday. Yeah. A uh, very nice man uh, invited me to play bocce and get this. As I'm walking out back to the parking lot. Yeah. He's announcing over the outside loudspeaker. Thank you, Steve from Rock 102. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's great. And, and he was uh, telling everybody to listen to the radio station. So there, there you go. I had a very a pleasant experience at Mom and Rico's. We should go down there for uh, for lunch. We should. And, you know, it's funny how, like, again, thirty over 30 years of living here, and that was the first time that I've been in that place. No, I've I've been in there and uh, and and bought stuff and thought it was great. Mm-hmm. Don't go back as, as often as I should, and 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 shame on me for not doing it. I've but never that's a been, great place. I've never been so. Yeah, why don't we do? We, we had a lunch at the Chinese place about a month ago or two months ago now. I guess I think we should every quarter at least. Yeah, we should we should bring you around town. Yeah, and I love to play bocce. Great game. Yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong with a little bocce. You know, there's a restaurant in New York City that has an indoor bocce court so you can eat your food enjoy your restaurant experience and there's an indoor bocce court right inside the restaurant it's called il vagabondo i told i said i didn't know how to play bocce and he says i'll teach you Mm -hmm. you don't know how to play bocce simple no oh my gosh i'll tell you what when we were kids yeah anytime there was like a family party sure the bocce balls came out yeah i was the boss of the balls back then were you the boss oh, of the bocce yeah. oh, balls? I mean, I've let it. I've let my my uh, bocce skills slack a little bit since. You're no longer the boss of the balls. Not so much, but back then, you know, 15, yeah. 16 years old, right? I was a, I was a hell of a bocce player. Yeah, most of us can boss the balls at that age, but then you get older, it gets tougher. There can only be one boss of the balls, and that was me. <laughs> well, good for you. They were calling me the ball king back then. Mm-hmm. I've botched my balls before. I bet you have. Mm-hmm. You got to be careful with that kind of thing. I told you I had that shop teacher. They used to instead of saying. Uh, you know, God damn it, or something like that. He'd say, Bocce balls. <laughs> That's great. That's great stuff. Well, moving on from that story, uh, there's a man due in federal court in Springfield Friday who apparently has been making threats to Merriam Webster Dictionary. His name is Jeremy Hansen. He's a 34 year old from California, and he's been making those threats through the Merriam Webster website's Contact Us form. And they wanted to exchange some words. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. I get some words for you people. Yeah, and the words he was using were all about gender identity. Here's a quote from one of his threats that he wrote on the Merriam-Webster website. It's absolutely sickening that Merriam-Webster now tells blatant lies and promotes anti-science propaganda. There's no such thing as gender identity. The imbecile who wrote this entry should be hunted down and shot. Again, that's the quote from Jeremy Hansen with the threat on the Merriam-Webster website. Yeah, you know, that's a little uh, 
That's a little heavy-handed, don't you think? Well, that would be part of the Merriam-Webster thesaurus, well, I think, heavy-handed. Yeah. Would be excessive. Would be, you know. Well, the thing gonna- is, every year, you know, Merriam-Webster adds, uh, like, ten new words. Right. Like, ten of them. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know about the, the gendering stuff. Gender but, identity, one of them. Yeah, but, like, like last year was, like, uh, quarantine and mm-hmm. uh, contactless sure. and... Uh, uh, your you unconscious bias. I mean, you know, all those things just go in because they're part of our vocabulary, our pop the, culture, part of the mm-hmm. the, the lexicon mm-hmm. of the American version of the English language. Right. If that <laughs> stuff is in the dictionary, it is not a reflection upon the politics of Merriam-Webster. It's just an addition to a very long, alphabetically placed list of words. You're right, and it doesn't say whether you like. The, fr- the phrase gender identity is it, just in nothing there. to do it. Right, it nothing to do with it. If it's if it is part of the uh, the, the the cultural lexicon of our language, mm-hmm. it should be included. Simple as that. He also was upset at the dictionary entries of girl and female and woman. Again, he'll be in federal court in Springfield yeah. Friday and could up uh, get up to five years in prison. Dude, they're just words. What are words for when no one's listening anymore? That's what I'd like to know. In a poll by YouGov. Don't know missing persons? No, I don't. No, so you don't know missing persons? No, I don't no. either. No. Sorry. Come uh, on. No, sorry. That's your area of expertise. Wow. Yeah, you're the music man. You're the one that's supposed to know all this stuff. Man, I can't believe you don't know missing persons. Nope. There's a poll from YouGov all about urinals in people's houses. Would you put one in your house, yes or no? Actually, yes, I would. I would absolutely put a urinal in my house. 82%. Just to eat the cakes. Well, they would be delicious. <laughs> <laughs> they look so tasty. They do. They do. Yeah. They do. And they smell minty fresh. They do. 82% of people say no, they would not. Um, Those blue ones like Sharkleberry Kool-Aid. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have enough room in the bathroom for a urinal. But if I did, if I had a bigger bathroom... I would consider it. 73% of guys would pass on a urinal. I, I think I would put a urinal in. 91% of women said, no way. No urinal. Yeah, Why? Because it makes the bathroom look tacky? I is guess. that what it is? Yeah, that's right. Because well, you know, a woman's bathroom is like a sanctuary mm. type of thing for a woman. Isn't it our bathroom too, though? Sure I mean, it is. So it's 50-50, right? All right. Well, then here's here's a choice. I either uh, forget to put the lid down, or <laughs> I miss the bowl, or... We put a urinal in. Oh, and, and, you know, for equal opportunity, you have a urinal, then you also got a bidet. <laughs> right? You could do that. You know, I've been in many men's bathroom over my lifetime. and uh, Like at men- rest stops and stuff? Oh, yeah. Lots of rest stops. Mm-hmm. Lots of rest stops. I even told my kids on the way up here, kids, I'm just going in the bathroom for 10 or 15 minutes. I'll be out in no time. <laughs> <laughs> what took you so long, Dad? I don't know. <laughs> I can't stand being in there for more than was, a few seconds. I was listening to Freddie Mercury. <laughs> mm. I was waiting for George Michael to yes. come around. <laughs> you can't stand what, Dave? I can't stand being in there for more than a few seconds. I, I hate lingering in the bathroom. Well, it depends on what kind of bathroom it is. It's a nice one of them luxury bathrooms. Okay. Yeah, oh, no yeah it's like a comfort cruise Absolutely. In here. But if uh, you stop on I-95 at Pedro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in South Carolina. You never sausage a place <laughs> unless you're in the bathroom at Pedro's. <laughs> you got a wide stance? Uh, I never thought about it before. Uh, I guess know. I'm. I think I'm medium when I it like, comes to that. Medium. I like to go to that lower one so I feel bigger. 
Like, look at me. Yeah, I'm a, a giant. <laughs> look how giant my junk is standing next to this tiny little short urine. <laughs> when, uh, when I was on the air in Salt Lake City for the ESPN affiliate there, we had a morning show made up yeah. of three guys, me, a guy named Alan Handy, and a former NBA star named Ron Boone who at one time was the Iron Man of the NBA. Ooh. He played in more consecutive games than anybody else. Ron Boone was a dude's dude. Okay. And he used to go to the bathroom, and he'd come back, and he'd say, Well, boys, let me tell you, the water is very deep in the urinal today, and it's oh cold. It's cold as well, I can tell you that. Uh. So uh, I get it, because he was <laughs> indicating that he was so large... He was dipping the tip into the water. <laughs> Couldn't no, help it. Just, just a very low toilet. Couldn't <clears> help <throat> it. Mm. So baseball season is here, and Lifehacker has some tips on affordable ballpark experiences. Because if you've been to the ballpark, you've talked about this, Steve. Very expensive mm-hmm. to go to Fenway or Yankee Stadium or wherever you might go. Right. said. <laughs> and here are the tips from Lifehacker. All right. Number one, lots of teams have... Sections of seats that are all-you-can-eat seats. Did you know that? Uh, yes, I know. In some places, you can eat all you can eat. So, said. with the cost of food in the ballpark, the math works out in your favor. Find the all-you-can-eat seats. That's number one. Okay. Number two. Survey said. Look for promotions like Dollar Dog Night and other special promotional nights with food specials. They got them. Oh, that's not bad. They got them. Yeah, they do. I mean, they uh, the Thunderbirds used to have that. Don't they still have that? Where it's like uh, they go back to uh, you know nine uh, like two thousand seventeen <laughs> prices. Oh yeah, when it, when it was only nine dollars for a hot dog. That's right, the good old days. Yeah. Uh, number three. said. If you poke around, you can find some food stands at ballparks with kids menus. Order them off the kids menu, even though you're not a child. Yeah. They got to sell it to you, and it's pretty ample. Same mm, hot dog. Do they have to sell it to you? I think they do. Because you could just say, hey, I'm buying it for my kids. Uh, and no one ever asks, hey, where are your kids? Well, they're sitting in their seat. Exactly. But you can't do that like at a restaurant when you're sitting down. Why you not? Can't, you can't. You're buying it for your kid. If you're going to sit there and eat it, you're not buying it for your kid. Is that, are you sure, sure you can't do that? Is I that, don't even know how enforceable that is. Exactly. I don't know there are guys doing hard time in prison because they order off the kids' menu. Well, it's kids under 12. I mean, the restaurant has a right to refuse to serve you. No matter. I mean, you could say... You, I mean, you could bark up that tree all you want going, well, you know, it doesn't matter. It's on your menu. Well, the, the restaurant can say, well, that's our policy. Here's what you say, Steve. Yeah. You say, I identify as an 11-year-old. That is the creepiest freaking thing I've ever heard. <laughs> but uh, look, if you can identify as a woman or identify as a man, you could identify as an 11-year-old. Yeah, the two months you've been working here, that's that. I, ooh, God, I don't know. <laughs> And finally, another tip from Lifehacker on the affordable ballpark experience. It says almost every ballpark allows you to bring in your own outside food. So load up. When? What? What? How is that possible? In Major League Baseball? It's I'm reading from Lifehacker's story right here. Again, don't blame the messenger. Well, I mean, with all the people that have specialty diets and things like that, you can't deny somebody entry into a place that you're not going to have accessible food like if you're uh, lactose intolerant or right. if you're if you have allergy if you like severe allergies to onions or anything that's like you know all the ingredients in a ballpark hot dog point made Steve yeah 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 I guess it's 8:45 with back Steve and Dave on rock 102. 
You and your uh, cloudy today with some rain showers after 2 p.m. in the Pioneer Valley and uh, more of the same for tomorrow with a high of 58. It's 50 right now in downtown Springfield. So there's all sorts of ways around the laws, as we were just talking about. You know, if you're going to go to the ballpark, you could claim that you need to bring in your own food. They really can't stop you from doing that. You could use the children's menu. They can't stop you from doing that. And here's a woman in the U.K. that married her pet cat so she could pay less on her uh, expenses with her landlord. By marrying a cat. Yes. Deborah Hodge, 49 years old. Says she had to rehome three animals over the years due to landlords not allowing pets. And so now she's trying to prevent the same thing from happening with her current cat by marrying it. Well, is that even legal or possible? Yeah, I'm going to guess it's probably not. The pair married in a ceremony last week, which was conducted by a legally ordained friend of Deborah. And so she married her cat and she's going to get to keep it. Even though the landlord doesn't allow cats. Where do you think they're registered? Like a PetSmart or Petco? I was going to say PetSmart. I was going to say Dave's Soda Pet City. but Dakin. Yeah, yeah, right, Dakin. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, you know, uh, listen, uh, I'm sure a pet owner would love to have a pet in the house uh, or in their apartment if the uh, landlord doesn't allow it. Right. Aren't there usually... If you're willing to pay a little bit extra in rent, most landlords can be a little bit more forgiving. I don't know, it depends on the apartment complex, I, I guess. Think. I don't know. One place I'm looking into if I ever move out of my beautiful 580-square-foot apartment into something else a little more roomy, I'm looking into a place in Windsor Locks that has weight limits for your pets. Like anything above 40 pounds not allowed. Oh, so you can't have like a wild pig running around your apartment. Nor a big other than the one you're picking up hey, at the bar. Hey, <laughs> yeah. that's right. Or now a, you're talking. Or a big black lab for that point, because they're all over forty pounds. Yeah, yeah no kidding. Yeah. Huh. You need a shisu. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say it? <laughs> Pretty close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shisu. They're cute. So it's a five hundred square foot apartment, five eighty ish, I think. Yes, with, with a with a my single, studio place. Yeah, with a single chair and a track load of tears. Well, he's part of that. Listen, I got, man, I, look, I got a chair and a couch to go along with the tears. 500 square feet for one person is not that bad. I had, uh, there was four of us living in a house that was 900 square feet. Mm-hmm. That's not that, uh, that's How roomy. four dudes live in a house that's 400 square feet? I'm talking about uh, a woman and two children that lived in a house together. Oh, well, that's different. Along with me, mm-hmm. uh, that was only 900 square feet. It wasn't a very big house at all. Hmm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I uh, I remember many years ago I had uh, I had two roommates, uh, two women, and I, in order for me to stay there, I had to pretend I was gay. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, that the uh, the landlords wouldn't allow me to live there. And I you know I really had to you know really? I had to work at a restaurant. Huh. I, I had to really I had to really uh, you know you know did, ramp it up a little bit. You could say. Did because, you have to wear women's clothing too? No, I never. Well, I mean, I, I just did that for the laugh track. But you know, for the most part, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know, we'd we'd go, we'd hang out. Uh, a lot of miscommunication mm-hmm. errors. Then we'd find ourselves at the Regal Beagle in Indian Orchard after everything was done. Huh. <clears throat> that. Um, you know what? I had uh, I had those uh, same landlords in another building. Really? Hmm. Yeah. I think they left the building that you lived in. Yes. And then moved to another building. That's correct. 
Um, and then uh, we had a new landlord for a while, uh, Mr. Farley, uh, who was uh, <laughs> yeah. very nervous fella, you mm-hmm. know, very, uh, very, a lot of anxiety. Sounds familiar to me. Well, uh, mm-hmm. we were kind of moving on up, uh, you know, to this nicer apartment complex. On the east side? No, no, no. That's a different. That's a different oh, time. That was a different okay, time. Sure. Uh, this was, uh, you know, and then uh, and then the, the, the landlord's wife, Helen. You remember Helen? I do. I do. She struggled to fit in with her neighbors. Uh, that Stanley made, oh, yeah. made yeah. little attempt to fit in with the standards of the community, thereby causing Helen much embarrassment. Hmm. So she was uh, caught in very many socially awkward situations. No, well, they were an awkward couple. Uh, <laughs> not a couple I would have thought uh, would have gotten together and lasted for as long as they did, but the mm-hmm. Ropers were good landlords. I had another situation similar to that. When my wife tossed me out of my first marriage, I moved in with a buddy of mine who was a sports writer. Really? And we had a pretty good thing going, just the two of us there in that place. Uh-huh. Yeah. And did you occasionally have, like, a, like a poker games with yes. Murray the Cop? Yes! How did you know that? Just a guess. Wow. Just a guess. Uncanny. It's wow. like you're a clairvoyant. Unbelievable. That's, well, a, th- that's an odd two people to put together. <laughs> yeah. Can, can two yeah. divorced men yes. really get along? Yes, we did. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we've learned quite a lot about each other here, haven't well, we? Well, hey, this is what it's all about, being open. You're damn right. <laughs> it's <laughs> just about 8.56. I'm back, Steve and Dave, and Rock 102.